Walter Balfour, Hugh Nebraska, and Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio, my guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio, making what would be a monthly appearance were he to abide by the terms of his contract. It is a would-be monthly appearance. It's contributed to CBSSports.com's Ion Baseball and a spiritual invertebrate. It's Dane Perry. Dane Perry's the guest. And as all of Dane Perry's appearances do, this one is preceded by a disclaimer. Disclaimer as follows. If you've come to Fangraphs Audio looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears in that site's electronic pages, do not continue. Do not continue to listen to literally any other episode. Uh, Lead prospect Eric Longenhagen is on with some frequency. The very prolific and gentle Travis Sachek is on. Meg Rowley has also uh, made uh, no fewer than two or three appearances. Great guests, all of them, and perhaps more relevant to the mission statement for Fangraphs. Now, what we have here is a man who lives life from one vain temper tantrum to another. And we'll have a conversation with that same man briefly. Uh, but first, it is both my privilege and also my professional obligation to announce that Fangraphs memberships exist. For a reasonable sum, readers of Fangraphs.com can acquire a membership. And for a slightly less reasonable sum, those same readers can acquire an ad-free membership, which allows one to browse Fangraphs.com without the burden of banner ads, not only facilitating faster loading speeds, but also liberating one from the distorted effects of advertising. Fangraphs membership and ad-free membership available at Fangraphs.com by going to that weblog and clicking around a little bit. That advertisement complete, we will move on to a conversation that has no point. What is it? It is Fangraphs Audio. Who does it feature? CBSSports.com's Dane Perry. And when does it begin? Right now. Y'all plugged in, Dane? Yeah. This is good. We're getting... Hey, Dane, the old gang's back together. Stop that voice. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So how's it going, Stoy? Good. Yeah. (laughs) There are things in... That along the lines of saying we got the got the gang back together. Got the boys back... Got the boys back together. Boys back in town. Yeah. Yeah. A line one uh, just after we had gotten our dog uh, one time, I we were cuddling. The whole family was cuddling. This is before the the sun arrived. I hate um, that word. And I hate I, the word cuddling. Go ahead. Uh, we were having a uh, a gentle, intimate moment. Yeah, <laughs> anything <laughs> along those lines coming out of your stupid mouth is going to sound ridiculous. So. <laughs> <laughs> we were having a nice moment of re- of repose. And okay. I had my arms around the dog and my wife, and my head so bad. My head kept saying to me, my head wanted me to say out loud, say, it would say, say this, Carson, say, uh, my two girls. <laughs> it kept telling me, say it, say it, my two girls. And I didn't, and, and I think this is a good part of our heads, right? Which is we have yeah. the instincts, and then we have the the reasonable part, which is like, I, I just like, that was nauseating for me to have that thought. Yeah, it was the thought that was was invading me. <laughs> it was violating me. And until eventually, I had to say to my wife, I had to say, "I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it <laughs> earnestly." But I need you to know what's happening in my head right now. This part uh-huh. of our contract as married people, you have to endure some of my uh, my intolerable thoughts. Uh huh. Yeah, and she did. She said, "She." I told her what my head was saying. Uh, my two girls, and she was like, "That's terrible. That's gross." Yeah. 
That's so <laughs> gross. And I did. I did think about it together. Yeah. I did think that as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know. Do you ever do any work with invasive thoughts, Dane? Yeah, I have, I have terrible thoughts all the time. Yeah. yeah. Is that is that mostly? Sometimes I feel the need to like apologize aloud, mm-hmm. like even though no one's around, like, for <laughs> things that have entered my head. Just awful thoughts. Yeah. And it's like I don't know. It's like I don't know. And they'll revisit me from time to time, and you just just imagine certain awful things and then it just sort of creates a cycle and then you just wind up alone in a room saying like, Oh my God, what's wrong with me? I'm sorry. (laughs) Like certain thoughts where it's like certain thoughts where you feel like you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be allowed in a school for like an hour after having, (laughs) (laughs) like you should ring the buzzer. They should look out and be like, nah, not right now, buddy. Not you, man. Not you. (laughs) Come back when we have a full security team. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How's it? How, how you doing, Sestuli? How you doing? Okay. We we have a little bit of a situation at uh, uh, Shea Sestuli today. Okay. Uh, because something floody, little plumbing. Uh, no. No. Um, but the my child, my son, has a fever. Okay. A, a rather high fever. It's a, it's one hundred and four, which is kind of on the. Uh, that's that's high. Yeah. That's high. Yeah. yeah. And there's a bit of tension in the air. <laughs> Because you call the, okay. you know, you call the pediatrician and then the nurse calls back. Yeah. And you're like, should we bring him in? Should we not bring him in? And so, uh, and on the one hand, you say, kids get fevers, right? Right. But then on the other hand, you have, you'd say, is this the one? Right. Yes. Does he have some sort of meningitis? And if yeah. I don't bring him in, then uh, everything's ruined. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So that's, uh, I gather this is part of being a parent. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of high, high tension. This is a, uh. And I feel sure every parent does this. What's what's the upside if my child dies? <laughs> like, I, like if I carry forward, I, obviously. And I'm not making light of like you know. The, I suppose I am making light of it, but it, it would obviously be an unimaginable tragedy. Yeah. But every parent entertains like you know certainly not fantasies, but movies yeah, in no. the mind of something awful happening to his child or her child. Well, especially because I. I think that uh, each one of us, to some degree, essentially is trained to find the silver lining in anything. Because, listen, yeah. you know, life is a carnival of terrors. Right. And uh, so, yeah, a lot, uh, there are a lot of miserable episodes. And you say, well, what did I learn from that? Right. Yeah. And the old, uh, <laughs> the old child death, I guess, is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I've done things like, okay, you know, once... <laughs> once, once the utter shock has passed, and we, you know, settle into that phase of just gnawing misery for the rest of our lives, what mm-hmm. do we, what do we do? I'm like, well, we'll have a lot more like time to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We could use college fund to travel. You know, <laughs> don't need that anymore. Yeah. Wouldn't spend so much money on sports. That's more money for us to do stuff. You know, these yep. are the kind of things, and these are obviously small consolations, but this is the kind of nonsense that goes through my head from time to time. Yeah, no, I think it's okay to report from the front lines of your, uh, yeah. of the unimaginable, Dane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's never, we don't really mean the unimaginable when we say, oh, that'd be unimaginable. You really mean that I would not want to imagine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the actual, the actual probably, the grief is probably mm-hmm. unimaginable if you've never been through it. So. Yeah. 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 We're off to a fine start. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should find. Let's just. Let's just. Spring. Spring is blooming. Let's yeah. get into. Let's visit a tomb. 
<laughs> I actually have to go to uh, a tomb. Uh, yeah, actually, to this. You know what? Right I'm going to interrupt you for a second because this occurred to me the other day. Yeah, we don't say. I was just going to talk about the funerals of some loved ones. Go ahead. Well, yeah, that's fine. We'll get there. Don't worry. Are you going to use that college fund to travel? <laughs> we don't say tomb enough in this country. Okay. It's always burial site or gravesite or, mm-hmm. you know, casket. We talk about the implements. We don't mm-hmm. say tomb enough. It's a great word. Yeah, but I think tomb is specific. I know it's, it? I, yeah, I know what a tomb is, dick. <laughs> we should choose it incorrectly. I had Just trouble to with, say the the word, word more. with the word dick yesterday. Uh, Shakia Taylor, who served as the Fangraphs resident for the month of April, she wrote a piece on Dick Allen for Fangraphs. And Ooh, it's, this is relevant to my interests. Yes, it is, yeah. And uh, essentially, it was she was documenting what appeared to be perhaps a um, an increased willingness to accept by baseball, capital B baseball, to accept Dick Allen, right? Okay. Perhaps understanding that to whatever degree he was considered a malcontent or a misanthrope, it might have also been informed by the fact that uh, he played in some, you know, baldly racist cities yeah. and had come from a place which, relatively speaking, for the period, was actually somewhat uh, open-minded, at least. Yeah, in small town Pennsylvania. Yeah. Right. And I think that, I think where the town he came from, I might be conflating it with Reggie Jackson's story. Who I, used to, I think maybe Reggie Jackson also maybe comes from. He comes from suburban Philadelphia. Suburban Philadelphia. Oh, okay, yeah. As detailed in the book, Reggie Jackson, The Life and Thunderous Career of Baseball's Mr. October, by your current guest. Where, where does that rate among the books? <laughs> I don't know. Not the worst. <laughs> next to last, I don't know. <laughs> Dane has written two books, and that finishes next to last. <laughs> yeah. But she, but I, uh, I had trouble constructing a title because of this difficult word, Dick. This yeah. name, Dick. I, I mean, I eventually, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but sometimes, I don't know what it's called in terms of computing, but across the very top, like of a tab, mm-hmm. like I know for Fangraphs, it says Fangraphs, Baseball, and Analysis. Uh-huh. But frequently, given the sort of tabs on Microsoft and on Chrome, whatever, it's it frequently says Fangraphs, Baseball, and Anal. <laughs> this is not, I'm not the first person to observe this. I <laughs> And it's amusing to be over time. So it's very clear that we had not intended this. Have you been this. barraged with screenshots of this phenomenon? It's a, I've certainly more than one, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not here to judge either. No, I know. But uh, and I think it's amusing. Obviously, this is not something we intended, we set out to, to do. <laughs> but if it, give, if it gives someone a little joke every now and then, or a little, little chuckle, that's yeah. great. Win-win. But uh, that's the problem with the first name Dick, yeah, is you yeah. have to say... So eventually, I think it was called like "Is baseball ready to love Dick Allen?" Uh-huh. Um, but it, right. of course, if and under the right circumstances, it's you know, is baseball ready to love Dick? Which is it? Which itself is a relevant question, I think. Is baseball, is baseball ready? Re- out, why not? Is baseball ready to be <laughs> by Dick Allen? <laughs> Did you not consider that one? Just a brief note to Dylan Higgins, who will be producing this episode. <laughs> That is, uh, that's an example of something you can bleep out. Not every use of the word dick. But, um, Talk about a man's name, Sestouli. But you use the word to which is a, which is a explicit. Also, please, Dylan, delete that. And also this next usage of the, of the verb, the verb to I thought you did this yourself. Not anymore, actually. Not anymore. Wow, this kind of changes everything. Yeah, I don't know if you have, uh. I was not, I'm, I'm, I legit may stop doing these. 
I don't know if you've if you've been reading the trades, Dane, the trade dailies. Uh, trade dailies, no. But the uh, the departure of uh, Dave Cameron to Capital B Baseball, yeah, uh, created a bit of a vacuum at uh, Fangraphs, and I have certainly not filled it entirely. Yeah, I've I've kind of admired the. Sh- work dave's done since joining the padres they're, they're <laughs> trash they're a trash <laughs> team since he's gone <laughs> eric hosmer <laughs> dave cameron dumbass I don't... <laughs> uh, <laughs> the <laughs> dumbass is okay yeah. So, so okay. Here, here's why I'm going to stop doing the podcast. Okay. You know well of all, best of all, that things happen in the recording of this podcast that should never see the light of day, right? Yeah. Okay. That don't don't like humor me. You you agree with this, correct? Yeah. Words words and sentences are spoken that oughtn't. Then you know, lengthy exchanges in some instances. <laughs> I'm not prepared for, in essence, this to be a hot mic. <laughs> it's not going to be that, that will be heard by someone other than the two participants. Dylan Higgins, in its rawest First form. of all, we have so much dirt on producer Dylan. Okay, Dilly Higgins. I don't Dilly have Higgs. any dirt on him. He has. Oh, the, we have. He, we have so much dirt. He has we the got, potential to ruin me. We have. Uh, we have Lion, Lion James Comey. We've, we've tapped all his. I don't know Dylan, but let me let me let me let me Dilly consider Higgins? this an open letter. <laughs> Higgins, I'll beat your ass <laughs> if you use this against me. <laughs> He's probably like six four MMA guy, but whatever. I'll stand. I stand by my remarks. <laughs> that's never. That's never stopped you from threatening someone. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I mean, from actually fighting them. So on the topic of anal, one more time. <laughs> um, on actually, the top this, of what? This actually, I had a, I have a friend, a good friend, mm-hmm. an intelligent woman who has uh, two children, and uh, this actually this dovetails nicely uh, with the topic of fevers in children as well. <laughs> okay. And uh, I think that she was probably going through the sort of uh, sleep deprivation that isn't that is very common among new parents. Yeah. And so that her her grasp. Wait, who, of the, who are we talking about? A friend I have named Emily. Her grasp. Oh, of the of the spoken of the uh-huh. spoken English was probably not at its at its height, and uh, I think she was asking because she's a big dumbass, or because she's no. getting sleep. Okay. No, because she's not beginning to sleep. Okay, she was <laughs> she was she said she asked her doctor if it was better to take her child's temperature by the oral method or the anal one, <laughs> which is uh, rectal is how you usually say it, Dane. Right. Yeah. yeah well, rectal. I mean. It's the same thing, sort of, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's the same thing. Yeah, I forgive her. Yeah, that's fine for her remarks. Let's see, who's a dumbass? I've, I've, I've uh, you're the dumbass. Oh well, yeah, but what are we referring to? I don't know. I, I just wrote a little down dumbass. tip for the reader here. Okay, I'm tasked with uh, ranking the top fifty players in baseball each month. Ugh. Yeah, and I'm going to be working on that during the course of this podcast. <laughs> that sounds so. Click life. So still, we got to get them clicks. Yeah. Yeah. Sergio Gonzalez, my editor, makes me do it. Do you find that you but do... let me Let me tell you why Sergio is a gentleman now. Okay. It used to be top 100 each mm-hmm. month. Yeah. 
but he was gracious enough to hear my plaints and reduce it to top 50. Yeah. I'm on pace to make it top zero. <laughs> top 50. Yeah. And does that do traffic, that post? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you, any top kind of, any source of potential anger is mm-hmm. going to, it's going to do numbers this story. I'm going to hit my numbers this month. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah, I'm going to hit my numbers. The best Watch is out. when strangers to me come to me on Twitter under the impression that I have any interest in engaging on my ranking of the top 50. <laughs> it's, I, I, I can't even communicate my complete and utter indifference toward A, the project, and B, how people feel about the project. Yeah, not, yeah. not for you. Right. Little sure, I, you. I could be an idiot. I probably should have ranked him higher. Now go <laughs> off. <laughs> That's actually one, every Twitter complaint, or every online complaint, right? Yeah. Takes for granted, well, let, me, let me phrase this differently. Every person who complains, like in this case, someone's complaining about your ranking, right? Right. Every one of those complaints takes for granted that you care. Right. See, this is, yeah, it should come with a, the lead of every kind of ranked thing where you have to uh-huh. rank something. This probably applies yeah. to fan graphs. I think you guys rank things. Yeah. Oh, sure. Say, listen, if I don't care about this mm-hmm. and I wrote it, yeah. then you can't care about this. Mm-hmm. Now, f- <laughs> that's the lead of every ranking. Do you think that would help or hurt traffic, Dane? I, I would I would respect the f- out of that. And yeah. Click on it and engage, engage with advertisers. Yeah. I would engage. <laughs> that you're t- that you're I would t- engage with brands. Oh, watch Just an out. appreciation of the uh, of that lead. Yeah. Hey, Dane, I read recently. Uh... I would see why people. I, I would see why trainers hate this guy. If I... <laughs> there's one. There's one we watch. Uh, <laughs> my wife and I somehow watch videos uh, by uh, who, by less than legal means. But there's one site we go to, uh-huh. and there's just it is essentially like ground zero for <laughs> click for click headlines and it's an excellent it's like a, you know you're essentially like a, the clickbait headline is essentially like reverse engineering like i mean what the worst part of humans i guess right yeah but there's one some of them they uh, i would say strain credulity <laughs> <laughs> one of them it says here's the video that main billionaires don't want you to see <laughs> Video is is circulating among main billionaires, but yet they don't want you to see it. <laughs> I don't know how many how many billionaires there are in me. Lloyd, but, have you seen this video? Yeah, we must not let the proletariat find this. Charlie, it's, it's called Charlie bit my finger. Yeah, yeah. Is that going to be your? Uh... Proposed expansion team. <laughs> the main billionaires. <laughs> yeah, I do see a lot of like, I'll travel or something, and then the same clickbait, like, this brilliant company in Chicago is disrupting a $10 billion industry, and it'll just change the name of the city wherever I am. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also like the uh, the cameras just kept rolling. <laughs> and it's a picture of a beautiful girl. <laughs> And uh, yes, that, that's a, yeah, that's a pretty common. What, and yeah. what do you think when it says they they kept rolling? What do you think is uh, what are you looking for there, huh? I, uh, hopefully, like a child falling down or something. No, you don't think it would, you don't think the implication is that maybe that there will be some uh, 
there'll be some disrobing. Like the uh, the field reporter's brassiere falls off or something. <laughs> I think that's the implication there. Yeah. yeah. I'm not here for that as a kid. I also like uh, Topsom. So I'll just, I'll just tell you Topsom is a small town near where I live. Topsom? Yeah, Topsom. <laughs> there's another there's one. Is there, is, there a, uh, is there a brilliant disruptor in Topsom? Who's, uh... No, there's one that's uh, young women in Topsom are looking for older men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. And there aren't, like, these, but the funny thing is, like, because <laughs> because, you know, it's all based off of zip code. Like, I also think that there's not really a great understanding of Topsom. Is what I. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it, it is widely known as the capital of America's desperate young women. <laughs> there are some farms there. I can guarantee that. That's also where. Uh, uh, it's also where the Home Depot is. How many? How many of Maine's billionaires live in Topsom? <laughs> hey, Dane. I was reading in. Uh, I was reading in Socialist Monthly. Okay. Or a, a similar publication. I get a lot of these, you know. And uh, the author in that claimed, I, and, I'm, and I'm asking you to verify this, right? All right, I'm, I'm willing to verify. An author in this publication claimed, Dane, yeah. that in Mississippi, okay. you know, obviously voter, voter suppression is a topic of some interest, mm-hmm. right? I think it's more of an Alabama thing, but go ahead. This author claims that in Mississippi, uh-huh. you have to, when you register to vote, you, you have to register to vote, and you have to declare your party allegiance and it gives and you're given two options mm-hmm. one is uh, republican mm-hmm. and the other is libtard is that true <laughs> <laughs> you have to declare either as a republican or a libtard is that <laughs> is that true dane down in mississippi i uh, i don't know i i oh. i uh <laughs> i have seen I have noticed that that party has a strong presence on Facebook, <laughs> but I don't know. Did you ever register to vote? Did you ever vote in Mississippi? Uh, yes. You did? I did. If you're going to ask me about the ins and outs of it, I have no memory of that. No. no. This is, I think this was around the time when Motor Voter started becoming a thing, so maybe it's when I got my license. I don't know. Or I, motor it, Voter. Yeah. Does that mean you can register to vote at Department of Motor Vehicles? Yeah, like when you get your driver's license or something. Yeah. Or when you renew your driver's license. Right. I recall R.E.M. advocated for it. R.E.M. Michael Stipe was a fierce advocate of Motor Voter. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you stand now uh, on the uh, on the topic of uh, voter rights? Do you, do you like to see people registered, Dane, or you like to limit it to uh, to the few in the in the property owning landowners? Obviously, landowners, Episcopalian landowners. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, uh, yeah. Know what's best for everyone. Now, do you think that um, uh, you know, like how each state receives a certain number of electoral votes? Do you think that citizens should receive essentially a, a sort of um, a similar thing? Like the more land you own, uh, maybe the more votes you, the more weight your vote casts. Does that appeal to you? Do it based on population. Like the more people you have beholden to you. No, oh, okay. So, like if you own a corporation, for example. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then. They don't get votes, but you get all their votes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? If you're if you're the CEO of a company that employs five thousand people, you get five thousand mm. votes. Also, a certain amount of influence would probably do it too, right? Right. Who do you think? It, and you can order you can order your employees to vote as you wish, so that doubles your vote total. If we were to employ this system in the states, who do you think would have more votes? 
Uh, you or or your brother? <laughs> <laughs> just a just. What do you think? It's too close to call. <laughs> oh. Too close to call. Yeah, tell that to the death panel, Dane. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I look forward right. to airing my objections to the death panel, <laughs> as I am ordered killed. You know, you'd be one of the few people Dane, that, uh, if death panels actually became a thing, you would voluntarily make an appointment. I think you would go in and be like, "When can I sign up?" I I myself have been wondering if I should How be alive. How does my Obamacare policy not cover a visit to the death panel? <laughs> well, that's because the uh, the individual mandate has been taken away. <laughs> I have to pay out of pocket to see the death panel. <laughs> Outrageous. Let's see. Oh, I have some I got some uh, current events for you, Dane, in in my life. Okay. Oh yeah, this one from March 24th. That's a long time um, ago. I wrote this note specifically. I said mention this to Dane. Okay. I think you like hearing. I think that you like hearing stories about um, the sort of slow, tired descent into uh, mundanity that we endure as people. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can dance to that. Yeah. I had a dream just to give you a sense of how, how um, unexciting my life has become. Uh-huh. March twenty third into March twenty fourth. I had a dream. The entire dream consisted of me running errands. <laughs> and really vague, vague sort of cartoonish errands. But I would, you know, I, I drove my car. I got out of my car. I went into a store. I came out of the store and I w- drove to another store. This was where I am. It's where I, am. I had a dream. It was my great fantasy? I ran errands by myself. It should be noted. I, I really, I hate dreams. <laughs> I hate them. You hate them because why? Like you, it's possible to wake up. In a state of anxiety, mm-hmm. yeah, like you should be sleeping. You should be relaxing. I want to enter. I want it to be like soft death. I don't want. Do you to, have a recurring? Do you have a recurring? Yeah, I, I do. The I have the dream. You know, like a lot of people do about like you're back in college or high school and you discover you haven't completed a class and you. That is you know, amazing that you're saying. I had, uh, you know, Jay Jaffe. You guys were college. Yeah, Jay's Jay's good people. Yeah, Jay was on the program recently, and he discussed having that same precise dream. Yeah. I, I probably have it five or six times a year, I bet. And then the, there's another one, like, it's a related dream. Like, okay, I'm back in high school and I have to complete this class. My God, what is my locker combination? You just, and there's no way to, yeah. Yeah, there's no, no one can tell me. There's no way to find out, but I need my locker combination from 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I I have a dream. that And you I wake up from that, age. you're not refreshed. You're like, God. Oh. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I just want to sleep. I want to. Like... I have a dream that I'm that I'm back at the same high school. I, now listen, in this dream, I've still gone to college and graduate school, <laughs> but for some <laughs> reason, there was one course I did not finish at Milton Academy. Yes, Milton and this Mass. and this will rip the foundation out from all those other degrees. <laughs> and but here's the here's the additional part. <laughs> it's a boarding school, and I live in the same dorm. <laughs> But I lived in at the time. I'm a 38 year old man. I have a dorm head. There's a there's a person, there's a faculty member who's in charge of checking out. But and get and here's the best part is I don't mind at all. I get, I get free meals. I get free meals, and I know that I keep and like the, like the backstory is not like fully fleshed out, but it's clear that I've been trying to finish this last course for years. 
<laughs> it just hasn't been happening. Not trying very hard. Yeah. And I'm just at the door. Just trying and to I get say by, things man. like and I say things like, I remember when this was the kitchen. <laughs> like I've been there through various stages of remodeling. Oh jeez. Yeah. Just hanging out with freshmen and uh it, it's not and they're just they kinda of look at me and huh. Huh. This guy. Yeah, that's yeah that that that's not a bad that's not always a bad dream. I do wonder. Do you have you ever done any reading? Why this this sort of dream is so uh, is so common? I mean, I guess I, my guess would be like it's just a general anxiety about things you haven't completed or whatever yeah. dream. Do you feel in your actual real life that you that there are things not only that there are things you haven't completed, but that the lack of completion bothers you? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like I. Uh... This is not a uh, roundabout way to plug my own work, but mm-hmm. I recently completed a very long piece that I kind of worked on all off season, and I bet I had this dream seven or eight times during the course of writing that. Oh uh, yeah. And I used to have a dream. This was this would have been in college. I was, uh, you know, not surprisingly, a tremendous procrastinator, and you know, would write papers the night before and all that stuff in college. Mm-hmm. And I would have a dream where I'm in a Movie theater, watching a stupid dream movie, like which doesn't exist. Wait, you're in the dream. Oh, and you're, and it's a real movie that you're watching in the. Dream. It's that, no, it's like a made up movie mm-hmm. in the dream, and my teeth start falling out. Uh-huh. Like just as I'm sitting in the seat watching the movie. Yeah. Now I, I had this dream in college quite a bit, leading up to a major deadline. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't care for that one. That was worse <laughs> than the. Uh, Worse than the, uh, you know, I, I have to complete this class dream. Actually, there's been a lot of research on on that dream. I, I, I have read that. What? It means... Watching a movie? It, it actually means... Oh, you're... No, no, no. The teeth falling out. Oh, okay. It means something very specific, actually. It means that, you're, it means that your wife is going to leave you when you're 47. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. 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 How, how old are you? 46. You're 46. Yeah. I would like it. You know, I would like her to stick around until he goes to college, but whatever. That's fine. And then after that? Yeah, that's fine. I'll adapt. What would be your... I'll move to Topsom or whatever. <laughs> There's some young women there. I'll show her. <laughs> Maybe while you're there, you can. You should watch this video that everyone's talking about here in Maine. What would be your next step? Like, are you like your next three steps if your wife left you? Moved out. <laughs> moved, well, what, no, you would move. You would be, you would be the one moving. Yeah, there's I, like, I'd find a apartment, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and we go broke because like we can barely pay our mortgage now. So much less that plus my apartment, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess and bankruptcy, so- and I, I deal with bankruptcy. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> do you sense? Do you, do you have a? Uh, <laughs> do you have a support network, Dane? Uh, yeah. Well, how, how do you mean? Like people, people that would, people that would give me money? Is that what you mean? No, no, no. I mean people. People who would support you emotionally. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's that's low priority, but yeah. What do you think would happen to your... i going to pay them bills, dog. I don't care about What do you think would support. happen to your drink spreadsheet if, you, if your wife were to leave you? <laughs> I, I'm going to guess I would cease tracking drinks. <laughs> at least for a little while. Yeah. I'd probably ballpark it at the end of each month. I'll say 150. <laughs> You check the liver spots on your hand. That looks like 150. Punch myself in the abdomen. If it hurts un- unduly, I'll say 500. If it feels okay, I'll say 200. 
<laughs> yeah, no one really likes to think of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. No, my, I honestly, I love my wife. I adore her. Yeah. No, I know. I would never want to ponder life without her. But honestly, the most upsetting part of divorce would probably be this the hassle and expenses of it. Oh yes. Yeah. I've witnessed I've witnessed some divorces recently, up uh, somewhat close. And it appears to be, I'm sure that there exists such a thing as a well-meaning divorce attorney. However, (laughs) I have been, it's been related to me that uh, at least the the attorneys with which the people I know Uh have been, have been dealing, they seem to add quite a bit of uh, difficulty to the, to the process. Yeah, I can, uh, Mm -hmm. I can see that. Yeah, it seems, it seems to create a criminal trouble. Oh, I wanted to tell you another thing uh, besides the running errands in a dream. Have you ever tried to divorce your baby? No. Okay. But I, I, I think that he would not. He'll probably seek emancipation from us at some point. Well, you got to do that if you're going to wait tables. Is it possible for a child, even if if a child's parents are married, Yeah. can he can he emancipate himself from just one of the parents? <laughs> just come home and be like, Mom, I understand you love Dad, but he is not my dad anymore. But I'm sick of him. My dad is now Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I'm sure the mom would sign on to that. Yeah, I think she would, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to tell you another thing from my life that I think you would enjoy, mm-hmm. Dane. Yep. I recently received, in the mail, addressed to me, uh, without a returned address, it must have been. Mm-hmm. I received, are you familiar with advance fee spam emails? The Nigerian prince model? <laughs> Nigerian prince model. You know, I'm a Nigerian prince. I, right, I yeah, have I'm familiar. My whole, yeah. Are you familiar with that? I received a spam email like that, except in the mail. It said, Dear Carson Sestouli, I am uh, someone like I'm a lawyer in Japan. Okay. And all you need to do is send me $1,000 and we can split my riches. Interesting. In the mail, Dane. That is... Uh, in the mail. And it gave you a physical address, like to send a check or what? Or was it like, say, give I me was a so card shocked. number? I was so shocked. No, I, I, I might, yeah, it might have been an email address. I don't know. I actually, I was just so. Can I tell you what it was? Mostly was it? There was, there's something reassuring about it. Like it was like a little bit of a nostalgic moment um, when things would happen in the mail like that. Did you ever receive a chain, like a chain letter in the mail? Uh, maybe. Send this to seven people, and you know. I would have ignored the shit out of that if I'd gotten one, but yeah. <laughs> Even if you were like eight, yeah. You would have? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were not swayed. No, no, no. You're not going to get me with that crap. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's getting the drop on me like that. <laughs> That's Dane Barry. He was. He's been world weary for a long time. Chain mail. If you want to talk about Dungeons and Dragons chain mail, talk about that. Talk about armor. You like talking about armor. I like armor. Armor's cool. Have you been playing any D and D recently? Played a game called Battleheart on my phone. Is it uh, what? Is it uh, RPG esque? It's a little RPG, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Uh, complete Is that some, an MM... Complete some tasks M-M-O-R- and duties. MMORPG? What? MMORPG? I don't know what that means. Massive multiplayer no, online? I don't, no, multiplayer. I don't want to no. interact with people online. No. No. <laughs> no. I walk alone like a rifleman. When I'm, when I'm pretending to be a knight mm-hmm. who fights goblins, <laughs> I walk alone. I'm the rifleman of people who play RPGs on their phone. Don't you forget it. 
just like John Wayne said, always said, God yeah. damn it, yeah. when I play... <laughs> when I'm one of the Knights Templar yeah. <laughs> on my mobile device, I... As John Wayne said, how am I supposed to level up when this thing has seven heads? <laughs> As just... I think we got the idea. Yeah, we got the idea. Got the idea. There's, there's that joke. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. How is uh? So you're editing, Sistuli. Yeah. Have, how long have you been responsible for writing headlines? Since Dave left. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> have you noticed the shit he's doing for the Padres? Good <laughs> <laughs> loser. The uh, we had we've had, I, was, I was pretty happy with a couple of uh, headlines. Actually, a good one today. Yeah, Adam Ottavino rebuilt himself in the vacant Manhattan storefront. I actually uh, I believe that's a uh, Travis Sochik deep cut. Is it not? It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's fine people. Travis Sochik. Yeah. Yeah. He's I people. like T Bone. Yeah. Any chance of bylining them as T Bone Sochik from now on? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Not not byline. I'll tell you who. Travis Sochik loves a dateline, though. Yeah, that's how you show you're earning your money. Yeah. Travis Sochik will write a story on Joey Votto from Cincinnati. Yeah. That's where he's going to be. Yeah. Actually, he might be more in uh, whatever Scottsdale or Peoria or something like that. See, if I, I ever so. aggregate something about the Cubs or White Sox, I can dateline that shit Oh, yeah? From my house. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> the author of this post has learned. Chicago. Has Ken learned. Rosenthal reports that. Yeah. <laughs> You ever get a scoop, Dane? You ever responsible for a scoop? I, uh, like my first, my first job was with a site called Sports Talk, Mm. which was bought out by ESPN. Mm -hmm. And I survived the transition. And I was the (laughs) first MLB writer when they launched Insider, which is still with us and vastly improved. When ESPN released the Insider, obviously had a baseball. Yeah. And you were the you were the first baseball writer. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I was. This was when I was like twenty nine, hmm. and I was thinking, all right, cool. I'll rank write columns. Uh, no, 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 no. They expected me to break stories, mm-hmm. and I panicked about this because I didn't. Come on, <laughs> I'm, I'm a guy in Jackson, Mississippi, who ranks things, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so I pretty much, at one point of desperation, I emailed, like, just writers everywhere. Because I had, like, a media guide that listed all the writers' email addresses and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I uh, said, hey, you know, if you ever want to share information or whatever. Oh, yeah. Let me know. And this is, you know, I, like I said, I had no clue what I was doing. And so I did this to a bunch of writers. And one Phillies writer, I don't even remember who it was, was like, yeah, cool, sounds good. And then, like... <laughs> Five minutes later, emails back. Wait, are you vetting the entire press box asking this? Are you just spamming every writer? F*** off, guy. That was the, that was essentially what it was. And I was like, oh, sorry. But then I finally started like, well, I guess I'll just reach out to agents and try to get stuff their way. And yeah. I uh, did that. And one of them was nice enough to tell me that Ken Caminiti, his client, had agreed to sign with the Braves. So I broke that story. You broke a story. I did. Yeah. And that was, uh, of course, the last gasp of his career. Yeah. And uh, Things didn't end up so great for Ken Caminiti. Yeah. I, uh, agents would uh, 
occasionally told me things and they were so obviously lying, but I on occasion ran with it because yeah, better than getting fired. Better than getting fired. The Dane Perry story. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It seems like you came to terms with getting fired after that. Oh yeah. This is when I was young and like believed in myself and, you know, thought I could, you know, now it's like, I'm just marking time and I just, you know, just keep the checks coming. I don't, mm. I don't aspire to like, you know, reach mm. new levels or anything. I just want to just get by. <sighs> Dane, just getting by. Let's see. I wanted to ask you. I want to, man, I would love to, I wish I could dig up that old me- email and see if that writer is still somebody who lit me up <laughs> for being a fool. Seems like he actually had a point. Oh, he had a great point. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I didn't, I, I was so ignorant to anything. I didn't realize this was violating protocol. No, he was completely justified. Yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously the uh, ESPN has its share of critics. Yeah. But if people knew this story, I think that I think it would really undermine the critics. Well, this isn't ESPN's fault. I mean, other than asking me to do something I was incapable of doing. I mean, maybe they got the impression that I mean. So I think like a lot of guys, because it's like the sports talk also had like Mike Florio and Chad Ford who went on to mm-hmm. careers, careers of actual reporting. Yeah. So I think probably their chops were such that, oh, I'm sure the MLB guy can do this too. No, he could not. Mike Florio. He's, oh, yeah, I see he, him the, the MLB guy is going to blast email the Phillies press box and get lit up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's going to have an agent tell him that Pudge Rodriguez wants a $200 million contract. Oh, you think he's going to get it? Now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, so I, I I don't lay this at the feet of ESPN. No, no, no. I'm not. But I'm just saying that their decision to hire you probably um, probably best if it had been preceded by heavy vetting. Heavy vetting. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Actually, what what if you went through every instance in which our president talked about extreme vetting? I uh, just changed it to petting. <laughs> extreme petting. Yeah. I mean, it works. I guess it does. <laughs> it makes it seem like he's a lot more interested in immigrants than he really is. <laughs> I think, uh, hey Dylan, you might want to, I want to give this one some thought and to delete it. <laughs> Just Stewie said it, not me. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. No, I'm maybe not maybe interested in discussing our president. Yeah, Dylan's been great. Dylan is uh, Dylan's taking over some copy editing. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, is he young? Because Dylan, Dylan is sort of like the name Jason that I always associated with younger people. Uh, let's see. Is he young? Is he spry and ambitious? No, not no. He's been he's a bit he's a bit beaten down. Okay, uh, good, good. Yeah, good. I respect that more than ambition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I'd say I'd say I, th- I think he's in his thirties. Okay. Oh, good, good. Or early, I think early thirties. So he's not a terrible yeah. striver. No, no, no. He good. uh he lacks good. ambition totally. Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah, this yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll still beat that ass if he ruins me, but yeah. <laughs> No, it's good. No, it's it, it's uh, it's been uh, he's he's made the program better. It tightens it up. Hey, that's what I was gonna say. You know, Dane, we should call this a instead of calling it a podcast, Dane. Uh-huh. I think we should refer to it as a plodcast. <laughs> how does that? How does that strike you? Because it's so it's so difficult to wade through. I can't argue with that decision. <laughs> a plodcast. I yeah. can't remember how many cups of coffee I've had during this during. Our discussion here. What uh, what player are you on in terms of the rankings? I don't know. You know what's you know what's an easy way you could do it, Dane, is look at rest of season war projections. Yeah, that's that's not the hook though, because I mean, like, yeah, 
I'm just saying Nothing how you would, could organize just Shut it. up. I'm about to explain why that doesn't work. Okay? Can you stop moving your gums for five seconds? <laughs> Let me explain this shit. It's all about the season to date with no guarantees about how sustainable these performances are. Like Johnny Cueto okay. is going to be very high on this list. I would probably not have put him very high on this list if it was going to be about the balance of 2018. Jed Lowry will be very high, et cetera, et cetera. So you could just do war to date. Yeah, but what makes the first installment so difficult is that can swing wildly based on one game. So it's like I pretty much have to write everything after the Wednesday night games are over. Yeah. So sounds uh, sounds great, Dane. Not even Frodo knows these burdens. <laughs> I would. I got a character in Battleheart who would light Frodo up. I would kill that <laughs> kill that little. Bitch. I would flay him. Oh, Dane, I had a moment of inspiration recently. Yeah, what's that? I, uh, <laughs> I thought of, uh, you know, you and I have done some deep, <laughs> deep Amazon searches together. <laughs> well, yeah, I cherish those memories. <laughs> I took, I think I took it to, uh, I'm not going to say the next level. I took it to a different level. Okay. Par- to maybe parallel an adjacent level. level. Yeah. yeah, an adjacent level. It's a little bit like an MC Escher drawing, if you can imagine. I took our truck nuts. I took, our tr- <laughs> I took our truck nuts search, but I took it with a view to, re- to to acquiring some handmade artisanal goods. I took it to Etsy, Dane. Etsy truck nuts. <laughs> you, ever did, okay. you ever did a truck nut search at Etsy? Talk about SEO hot sauce. <laughs> Etsy truck nuts. Bin Laden. If, if you're, if you're going to do it at home, I advise anyone. Uh, to go ahead and make sure that on the left you click. Now, definitely leave it at, at any price because yeah. you want to make sure that you're including the truck nuts that are over $100. Uh-huh. Just to, just so you can include all the best ones. <laughs> but make sure to check. Make sure to click handmade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you want to make sure that you're getting these truck nuts that have uh, that have really you know been loved. Yeah, I don't want mass-produced truck nuts. <laughs> No, mm-hmm. nobody wants that. And there's some great ones here. I want handcrafted in the USA. You remember that? Uh, nobody wants Malaysian truck nuts. <laughs> you remember we re- at one point we we came across a complaint on Amazon. <laughs> they were not veiny enough. Where are the they veins? Well, I could tell you that uh, truck nuts. Uh-huh. One of the uh, vendors at Etsy. It's truck nuts with a Z. Just in case you're concerned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think you're telling me something I don't know? <laughs> There's no there's no shortage of veins here. Actually, I, can't, I can't tell if it's actually if it's veins or if it's um and now are they are they painted red or blue to indicate direction of blood flow? <laughs> veins and arteries. Well, no, I'm actually thinking that it might be uh, it might be, it might be some like um <laughs> it might almost be like a like a long like have you seen any of the movies about uh, the long distance runner Prefontaine? <laughs> yes. Just imagine, like his his locks <laughs> draped over some, <laughs> some butts and testicles. It's kind of a long. <laughs> let me send. Oh. Let me send you the best example, which is the digital camo truck nut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm sending it in the uh, in the sound like this little link here. This okay. is where we're recording here. Acceptable. All yeah. right. <laughs> That's the digital camo. Hmm. And the description <laughs> that looks like yeah, what is? It's like a jellyfish. <laughs> the description is it's hard. See, this is the sort of 
this is what you're getting. Those aren't veins. Those are, it looks like it looks like somebody's balls have worms. <laughs> no, yeah, it looks like the character. There's the the character from Pirates of the Caribbean who's got the long the long tentacles out the front of his mouth. <laughs> And I don't know if you notice in the description here. This is this is what you get with Etsy as opposed to mass-produced truck nuts. In the description here, it, it says, "We refuse to overcharge good people for our nuts." <laughs> They're offering their very famous eight-inch nuts. <laughs> Have you? Uh, do you think there exists a mm-hmm. set of truck nuts in which the descended dangling testicles? Uh, are each the head of Bin Laden. <laughs> I'm going to Google Bin Laden truck nuts. Mm-hmm. And we are going to see. <laughs> going to be pretty disappointed. Hold on, what's this bump? Right, hold on, here's a... Oh, here's a... <laughs> I do not... I've not cited in the wild, at least, what I was looking for, but I will share mm-hmm. this with you. Okay. What I, which I will... Tease as a gentleman's bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Bumper sticker for $3. <laughs> hey, Bin Laden. This is, this, this is printed alongside a picture of Bin Laden, which he looks yeah. creepily placid, as he usually does. Yeah. Hey, Bin Laden, lick yeah. my nuts. Lick my nuts. With a Z. Yeah. Exclamation mark. Yeah. Under that trucknuts.com. Yeah. Yeah. Add yeah, add to f- cart. <laughs> you can order this by mail. And I don't surprise anyone when I say the P.O. box is located in Port Orange, Florida. Okay. Yeah. Here's a review uh from the Truck Nuts vendor on uh on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Five star review. Wow. They're all five stars. They're all five stars. Started off as a gag gift, but my buddy loved it so much, he put them on his truck. (laughs) Good quality, very heavy and sturdy. Shipping was pretty fast also. Yeah. You gotta gotta overnight that stuff, man. Buddy loved it so much. Let's see. Yeah, I think that your your obligation has been fulfilled. I wonder if there's... Surely there's a... uh... Adhesive artwork of Calvin of Calvin and Hobbes mm. peeing on Bin Laden. <laughs> Calvin peeing Bin Laden. America's search. I I was correct. <laughs> <laughs> there is Calvin. Mm-hmm. I might add that his he doesn't appear to be properly hydrated because that urine is very yellow. I would suggest some Powerade. I have. I've also. <laughs> Here's, uh, hold, on, a, hold on. Let me. Let me just yeah. briefly. I. I did mm-hmm. Calvin Peen Bin Laden. Then I went to a Google image search, and I would like to give you. Let me just share with you the trifecta here via internet screenshot. Okay, you got there. I'm sending one to you as well. Okay. I assume I can just drop this screenshot then. Oh come on! Don't make me email it to you. It appears I have no other choice. <sighs> this, this is hot, hot radio right here. Great. I'm attaching a file. The people love this. <laughs> I just emailed you an attachment. <laughs> How's that? 
It's embarrassing. Don't tell me this isn't good radio. Yeah. Yeah, what do we have here? Oh, look at my inbox here. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Anti-hunters. Calvin is peeing on anti-hunters. Well, the first is peeing on Bin Laden. Yeah, I see that. Not actually an image. Obviously with an FDNY hat on. Yeah, yeah. Second one. No, I, I just I just sent you one, Dane. Did you? Yeah. What do you see there? Would you Would you like to describe for the people the final image of Calvin? I mean the the yeah. It says uh, it's a is Calvin's wearing a cowboy hat. However, uh-huh. across him, arcing in the sky like a rainbow, are the words "cowboy up!" exclamation. Mm-hmm. He is peeing on an uh, on a pair of other words, uh, city boys. <laughs> he doesn't like city boys. This is the rural urban divide, Stuley. Are you conflicted there, Dane? You're from small town Mississippi. You live in big city Chicago now. I'll pee on everybody. <laughs> Let's see. We have, it seems we have an the Dane Perry here. story. <laughs> That's a good one too. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay. Um. <clears throat> you are. Uh, you're free, Dane. Yeah. You damn right, I am. Yeah, it was a real pleasure. Yep, was it? Yep, was. Just a reminder, Dylan. Don't 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 back yourself into a beating here. Do your job. Wait, what is the thing you always say? Don't. Uh, it's like push me over a barrel. It's not push you over a barrel though. It's a uh, put me over a barrel. Yeah, but it's not what you say. You have a term that's kind of like that. It always reminds me of barrels. I don't know. I got a rotation. Sandbag you. You don't want him to sandbag you. Dry gulch me. <laughs> I feel like these are all saying just like you walked outside your house in Mississippi. <laughs> well, don't sandbag me. Oh, draggled me. Trying to get the drop on me and draggles me. Yeah. All I'm trying to do is mow the yard. All right, a real pleasure, Dane. That's the end. Thank you for joining uh, Fangraphs Audio, Dane, for your monthly appearance. He said in air quotes. Coming up the love, but it's slashed and torn. Why? been Dane Perry of CBSSports.com's I Am Baseball. I'm Carson Sestouli, and this has been Fangraphs Audio.